1: strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the
2: Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley.
3: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
2: It's good to be with you. And if you were with us yesterday, you know the theme for this week is the Feast of Trumpets, one of the most important appointed times of the Lord. And I would really encourage you to read Leviticus chapter 23. Within that chapter are all the descriptions of the appointed feasts of the Lord, feasts. And we talked yesterday about the spring feasts, and they've all been fulfilled by Jesus. It was Passover, the feast of unleavened bread, the feast of first fruits, as well as Pentecost. So all of them have been fulfilled in and through Jesus the Messiah. There's a long period of time before the fall feasts come, and that could really be compared to the age that we're living in now, the church age. But we're rapidly approaching the conclusion of this age, when God's heart will again be focused in on Israel, that they would come and finally fulfill their ultimate call. So, according to the Jewish writings, I just want to point out that Rosh Hashanah, which is the Feast of Trumpets. Rosh means head. It's the head of the civil new year for our Jewish people. That supposedly was the day of creation when God created the heavens and the earth. According to our writings, it's also the day that Sarah conceived Isaac, as well as the day that we read about in Genesis 22, when Abraham was told by God to offer Isaac as an offering. And we know the end of the story that God provided a ram in the thickets to preserve the life of Isaac. But it's also a foreshadowing of the father offering his son at Calvary. And of course, he was offered, but he could not stay in the tomb. And praise the Lord, he was resurrected. And that was the proof that he was the Son of God, our Lord, and the Holy One of Israel. So we're going to continue on because we... Invite you, if you are from a Gentile background, that these are feasts of the Lord. They're not reserved for the Jewish people or the people in Israel. And now that you have come into the Commonwealth of Israel, and you worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, these feasts really are part of your inheritance now that you are a born-again believer. Junie?
3: Yes, they're called also, Shelley, the appointed times of the Lord. Yes. And so when the the Lord appoints something, there's a reason. And I I think when you grow up in a church, in a Christian home, or in a Gentile background, you know very little about um, what the Old Testament speaks of, and especially the feasts or the appointed time of the Lord. And why it's so important is as we read and see... Um, what was called to do in Leviticus for those appointed times, we begin to understand the fullness of what Jesus did for us when he came as the Messiah and the Son of God. It's really quite amazing. It gives a deep um, appreciation, uh, a deeper knowledge through the word of what Jesus accomplished during his 33 years on earth.
2: You said it beautifully, journey, because I think from a Gentile background, and you understand the New Testament and these feasts, the appointed times of the Lord, your appreciation of who Jesus is is going to be so much greater. And let's face it, the Old Testament was written for our instruction, so there's so much that we could learn about the Lord and how to live even in the Old Testament. Remember, when the apostles preached... What were they doing? They were preaching the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures. So I, we just encourage you to acquaint yourself more and more with the Hebrew Scriptures.
3: And and in the Hebrew Scriptures, Shelley, it's the um, Torah, the Psalms, and the prophets that Jesus told our people that he came to fulfill what was written about him.
2: I think of that verse, journey when he spoke to the Pharisees, he says... You search the scriptures and you think they have you have life in them, but they testify of me. So if you could read the Old Testament, you're going to see Jesus and it'll increase your appreciation and love for him. Well, the Fall Feasts really speak about the end days, the day of the Lord, which we are rapidly approaching. And as we said before, we said it yesterday, this marks the beginning of 10 days of awe where our Jewish people... Uh, should make it right between them and God and them and other people and believing that we are in the end days we need to be prepared for the sounding of the trumpet which will mark the return of the Lord so Junie it's important that we get a picture of what what do the Hebrew scriptures say about the end days
3: and I know Shelley as I said before Jesus said that it's um, written about him in the Torah the Psalms and the right. prophets so it, we are going to be looking at the prophets to see what does it say about that day or the day of the Lord. If you have your Bibles please turn with us to Amos chapter 5 verses 18 through 20. Amos chapter 5 18 through 20. Alas you who are longing for the day of the Lord, For what purpose will the day of the Lord be to you? It will be darkness and not light. As when a man flees from a lion and a bear meets him, or goes home and leans on his hands against the wall and a snake bites him, will not the day of the Lord be darkness instead of light, even gloom with no brightness in it? And you know, Shelley, because of the, um, the teachings of the rapture and um, before the tribulation, and what uh, the church has really believed is very different than what we're going to be reading about the day of the Lord. Very different.
2: It's really true. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Zephaniah, chapter 1. All right, Zephaniah, it's right before Haggai. Uh, Zephaniah, chapter 1, beginning of verse 14. Near is the great day of the Lord, near and coming very quickly. The, Juni, this is such a great word for today. Listen, the day of the Lord, in it the warrior cries out bitterly. A day of wrath is that day, a day of trouble and distress, a day of destruction and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities and the high corner towers. And I will bring distress on men so that they will walk like the blind because they have sinned against the Lord and their blood will be poured out like dust and their flesh like dung. This is; These days are rapidly approaching, Junie, and that's why we must be a people who are prepared. Praise the Lord.
3: And have our eyes set on eternity to know that this is not the end of the matter. This is something that must come that we might enter in to a new age, which is the millennium. Turn with us to Isaiah chapter 13, verses 9 and 10. Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, cruel with fury and burning anger to make the land a desolation, and he will exterminate its sinners from it. And the stars of heaven and their constellations will not flash from their light. It's so heavy, Shelley. The sun will be dark when it rises, and the moon will not shed its light. It's really going to be a day, Shelley, that for any one of us, who God has chosen to be in the earth at that time, we will really need not only to know his word, but to know him intimately and to have our eyes set on eternity.
2: Amen, amen. We need to point out that the end days is probably spoken about by all the prophets, and it points out the failures of Israel. However, the end of the matter Is going to bring glory. And I want to point the point, I want to emphasize that point as we look at Zechariah chapter 14. Chapter 14 in Zechariah Behold, a day is coming for the Lord when the spoil taken from you will be divided among you. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city will be captured, the houses plundered, the women ravished, and half of the city exiled. But the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city. Then the, then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as when he fights on a day of battle. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which is in front of Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives will be split in its middle from east to west by a very large valley, so that half of the mountain will move toward the north and the other half toward the south. And you will flee by the valley of my mountains, for the valley of the mountains will reach to Azel, Yes, you will flee just as you fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Then the Lord, my God, will come and all the holy ones with him. And it will come about in that day that there will be no light, the luminaries will dwindle. This is exactly what we read in the other prophets. For it will be a unique day which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night, but it will come about that at evening time there will be light, and it will come about in that day that living waters will flow out of Jerusalem, half of them toward the eastern sea and the other half toward the western sea. It will be in summer as as well as in winter. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. In that day, the Lord will be the only one and his name the only one. Junior, all of these verses point out the pattern that we see in all the scriptures, the old covenant as well as the new. Before glory... There's got to be much difficulty. In other words, there's a crown of uh, thorns before the crown of glory. And we have to be able and be prepared to face the days ahead that we're not going to escape, but the church is going to come to its fullness, which will lead Israel into
3: redemption. And you know, Shelley, no man can make it through. Yes, That's why we need the Son of Man. We need to be born again and allow His life to be lived in and through our life, and to learn today as well as tomorrow, and moment by moment, to yield our will to Him. And even as Jesus said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass by me. Nevertheless, not my will but Thine be done.
2: Hallelujah. And
3: so, Lord, we do pray...
2: Yes, Lord.
3: ...that in this season, in Rosh Hashanah, in the Feast of Trumpets... That we would be a people who ask you to forgive yes, us for Lord. our sins, for them to be tossed as far as the east is from the west, and for your life to come Thank alive you, in us yes, like Lord. the river of life that thro- that flows from under the throne of God. Yes. We ask this in Yeshua's holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us this evening.